Welcome back to the Foxy Property Chat Podcast. This week I chat to Dave Stewart from MarketBuy. MarketBuy is a website that facilitates offers from private property sales. Based out of Melbourne, Dave and his team have recently expanded into the USA, so it's exciting times for the MarketBuy team, and we chat a bit about that. We also chat quite a bit about the industry as a whole and how and where property sales will be conducted in the future. Let's get straight into this week's episode with Dave Stewart from MarketBuy. All right, David, let's kick things off with a simple question. Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, Melbourne, in the eastern suburbs, outer eastern suburbs of Melbourne. So I've always been a suburban boy. Yep, and you're still in Melbourne now? Yeah, look, uh, in my early 20s, I spent a little bit of time living on the Gold Coast and a few other different bits and pieces as you do when you're young, but uh, ended up back in Melbourne. And, you know, I when I started my real estate career, I wanted to be in an area where I knew I knew the suburbs, I knew yeah. the houses, I knew the people. So I landed back where I grew up and I've been here ever since. And what were you like as a kid? Were you well behaved? I I had, uh, I was a little bit rebellious, but you know, I managed to finish year 12. I wouldn't, I'm not too sure that any of my teachers would have said that I was a great student, but we got through. That's the way. Um, so how and why real estate? When did you get started? Um, so I, I used to work for a bank and I used to do, um, I worked for both Commonwealth Bank and Suncorp up in Queensland doing home loans. And um, yeah, it just it just got boring. It was just the same stuff day in and day out. Uh, living on the Gold Coast for a couple of years, as I'm sure you can imagine, I was earning about $30,000 a year, but I was managing to spend about fifty because, you know, the Gold Coast is a great place to be when you're 19. Um, and I landed back in Melbourne and, and quite honestly, I needed, I needed a sales job that was going to had the potential to generate decent money and pretty bloody quickly. So I landed myself in real estate at the tender age of 23 and been here ever since. Yeah. Wow. And, um, did you have a friend or family member sort of point you in the direction of real estate or was more just, you just, I don't know, came across an ad one day and thought, hell, why not? Yeah, back in the days before the internet, I came across an ad in the local paper and it seemed like something I thought I could have a crack at. So I uh, wandered into the office and, you know, got myself a, a cheap suit from Meyer, I think it was at the time, and wandered myself into the office and said, hey, I reckon I could do this job. And the manager at the time said, well, back in, back in those days, you could pretty much give anyone a crack. And he said, yeah, we'll give you a shot. And that was pretty much it. It's been my life and my job ever since. Yeah. And is it mostly been... So as a real estate agent, and to, are you still a real estate agent now? Uh, look, I, I sell the odd property now and then, but I, I generally it's basically referral stuff, family and friends. But I, yeah, I think my days of actually legitimately calling myself a real estate agent are pretty much past. You know, we do put the odd sale together, but realistically most of my time is, is spent working on market buy. All right. Well, that's a good introduction. Let's get into it. What is, what is market buy? Um, so market buy is just at its heart, it's a communication device. It, uh, it allows all the stakeholders in a real estate transaction to have the information delivered seamlessly, quickly via email or SMS. Um, and it just means that it removes a lot of the cloak and dagger and removes a lot of the uncertainty. It's not a replacement for agents. It's a support tool for agents, but it ensures that if a buyer makes an offer, the agent knows about it straight away. The owner knows about it. Um, the agent can respond with counter offers. We can set end date times, you know, a whole heap of different things. In the case of multiple offers, it just sets a, you know, a, a very open and transparent format where people can see what they're competing against on a price point. Um, and they've got the opportunity to put their best foot forward. It's not an auction because 
you know, we run under a private treaty basis, you know, terms and conditions are part of the offer, building inspections, subject to sales, subject to finance, all of those type of things. And the agent can choose any offer. So they're not obligated to choose the highest offer. It's not a competition okay. based purely yep. on price. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what so, it is. So in a world where I suppose the middleman is being um, replaced, you're, you're, you're saying that the, there is still a spot here um, for the agent. We've actually gone the other way. So we've provided this as a tool for agents and it doesn't work without a highly skilled negotiator operating it on the other end. Um, so this this kind of reverses that trend and really firmly cements the salesperson as the central point of the negotiation. How, how long have you been working on Market Buyer? When did it come to, to market? Uh, so I started building it about four years ago. It took us a year to build. Uh, and then for another year, we just road tested it in my real estate office. You know, we used our own clients, our own buyers, our own owners as guinea pigs um, and really broke it down and fixed all the bits and pieces and bugs that, that, that didn't work well. And then about two and a half years ago now, we released it to the wider real estate market and we're I know, somewhere over a thousand agents now lost track. I think it's a thousand and twenty five thousand thirty something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's had a fairly quick uptake within the real estate industry in that short period of time. That's awesome. How difficult was it to put together? Um, I imagine that something like this piece of software um, isn't easy. Yeah, look, it's a really sophisticated piece of software. In fact, the the protocols or the architecture we use to build it is so unique that we were able to get an innovation patent on it. It's um it's a standalone piece of software as far as anything else out there in the marketplace. There is nothing like it. Uh, but the challenge for us was taking a really sophisticated piece of software like we've got, but continuing to keep the user interface really easy. So from a user's point of view, it's really straightforward. Yep. It's, you know, point and click, you know what you're doing. There's, um, there's prompts all the way through. It's quite easy for uh, a user to use, but um, in, in the back end, it is an extraordinarily complicated and sophisticated piece of software, but it hasn't, it wasn't built in those first two years. You know, we continue to evolve and adapt and change it as needs are rise so it's a um it's a it's it's a it's a it's a piece of software that is continuing to grow and evolve and it's it's infinitely more complicated and sophisticated now than what it was even a year ago so um it continues to grow i'm fascinated by how these things come together and i think people listening can say okay he had he invested some money and got a tool built a piece of software built but i've i've actually tried something similar not in real estate just another tool um that i have on the side about um, around soccer or football just a bit of a fun website i do and my brother and i we 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 had some money but just finding someone to um build a piece of software or i suppose it was more a website um a bit of a different spin on a website, but how did you find, did you, did you have the connections already or did you go to a, a marketplace like a, um, what are they Upwork or something like that and put a job out and just see what came back or how did you find that first person, a software? Engineer? Um, through friends and, and people that I knew. So I ended up finding a guy who, who actually works in IT and he actually runs one of the large, um, IT departments for, a, for, for a corporate company in Collins street in Melbourne, but he built, websites on the side as a hobby um and joel and i got together one day and we just were having a chat about it and i said look i don't know if this is in your wheelhouse i'm not too sure if this is something you can build but you know this is what i want to build i don't want it to be an auction site like i want it to be something very very different to that and it's probably going to be relatively complex to build but do you reckon 
it's something that you, you know, you could have a look at. So he went away for a few days, um, you know, did up some sketches and some, you know, some drawings of what it would look like and, and you know, how it would work and how the, you know, the actual functionality of it would, would, would be put in place. Um, we sat down and I said, do you think you can do it? He said, yes, you can. So I engaged him to go and build the first draft of it as we went on. And for anyone who's ever built software would understand that, you know, your first iteration of any piece of software is never going to be the final piece that you work with. In fact, we're not even at the final piece now and we're four years into it, but it was costing me a fortune month in month out for the upgrades that we were doing because obviously he was working day and night on it. Um, so about six months in, I, I called Joel back into the office and I said, look, mate, this is going to bankrupt me before we get this off the ground. I said, you know, I've got an alternative solution for you. Um, I'm not interested in having external developers. Um, you know, I, I want you to come in. You know, we're going to create a new company separate from the real estate company. We're going to call it Market Buy, and I want you to come in as a as a shareholder, as a as an equity partner in the business, and we'll build this together. At that time, he'd had enough experience with it that he felt that it was, you know, had some had some potential to work really well. Um, we we came to terms. He agreed to it, and you know that's what's really been our secret weapon. In that we have in-house developers. Our lead yep. developer is a is a partner in the business, so we're not we're not shackled with horrendous ongoing monthly development costs. We don't have to outsource it to overseas. And obviously, you know, there's those issues when you outsource development, um, particularly on a, on a complicated piece of software to overseas users. Um, that's, that, that's worked exceptionally well for us. And, you know, from, from that point, we just went from strength to strength because Joel, you know, obviously now I had ownership in the company. It was in his best yeah. interest to work as hard as he could to get it to where it was. And um, it's been, it's been a really, really, um, successful partnership in the three years that we've had it. Yeah, I think that's such a benefit to have someone actually on your team, um, skin in the game, uh, rather than a contractor who um, might have a dozen clients at any one time and um, you sort of fall down the, the pecking order at, at times. So, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, can you give me a bit of a rundown on the landscape of the competition in terms of here in Australia and overseas um, in, I suppose... Um, competitors who are similar to you uh, are there are there any are there many and then you also mentioned like a uh, auction sort of clearing houses are they also um, coming into popularity so we don't have any competitors it's been it's been a really interesting um, experience for us there are a number of providers that provide auction style sales okay. um, auction style sales are very very simple to build you know at the end of the day it's it's just one six sequential bid after another um, you know they're not you know you think of eBay they're not that difficult to put up they're not that difficult to put together you know you, you, you want obviously from a real estate point of view, you want to make sure the website or the app is nice and pretty, but there's a number of those around. There's probably about four or five reasonable size ones in Australia. Um, we operate on the private sales side of things. So we are the only ones that have the ability to make counter offers to set, um, you know, those timers. We have some really unique features in so far as if an agent makes a counter offer to the buyer, only that buyer can see it. No other buyers who, who haven't yet made offers can see that. So you're able to retain that very much, that one-on-one -on -one private negotiation between an active buyer and the owner. Um, you know, we, we run 
on a on a basis of a web page or like a halo of web pages that interact with our server so we can be very very specific in the information that we send out to individual users and we can be we can tailor that information so that it is quite relevant just to that user which means that a you know what a seller sees is very different to what an agent sees which is very different to what a buyer sees which is very different to what a non-active buyer sees or even just a viewer uh, so we do very much stand alone in our marketplace and the reason we stand alone is it's bloody hard to put together what we put together it is just the working parts in the back end are just extraordinarily I look at I look at our, our our sketches and our schematics on the on what the software does and you know what it what it looks like now and it's just it's just ridiculous but um, it's been an evolution over time you know we are unique enough that we are now operating in the United States we've just finalized the first couple of sales out of Minnesota we've just uploaded our first sale in Texas um, and again you know it's the it's the premise or the basis of being a, a private sale auctions don't work in the states they don't like them you know they have that 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 they, they, they're perceived to be only for distressed estates and, 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 you know, quick fire sale mm. type sales. So agents won't use them. So that's, that's, that's been a really um, interesting sort of part for us in that we have yet to come up with a competitor. I'm sure someone will replicate us and mm. copy us at some point. Um, we've had a couple try, but they just haven't been able to get their heads around what we've put together. Do you think this is how real estate, um, will be conducted in the future. Um, obviously how you're doing it, but also a move towards more the auction how, uh, online, online auctions. Uh, I think it's inevitable. I think at the end of the day, if we look at transactions across all industries, um, you know, it, it's interesting that the vast majority of stuff these days happens online, whether you're buying a car, buying a fridge, you know, we look at Amazon and their, where, their warehouses and the challenges that they're putting to supermarkets and the local corner store. And, you know, even, even retail, like retail in Australia is, is suffering majorly and, you know, big, hundred-year-old brands are closing their doors because they can't keep up with online. Um, I think that agents will still play a very central part. Sales is a very specific skill and sales until we get to a point where AI can act, you know, accurately reflect or replicate the human um, human um, intelligence and the human ability to read emotions. I think humans will still be necessary in a sale and I think software plays a part in being a support tool. But I think consumers demand to have access to their transactions um, online. And, you know, we're seeing that with buyers and sellers, you know, they, they look at us or look at the agents that use our software. And one of the most common comments we get is, why is this taking so long to happen? You know, why isn't everyone doing it? So, yeah, I, I, I do think the software will play a major part in just providing that initial access. The, the, the overall negotiation and the discussions that have to happen over the phone still have to happen with a human being. Our role is just to facilitate a much more efficient and, um, I, I, I guess, stress-free access to the sale for everyone involved. Has it been challenging to get new users like um obviously it sounds very beneficial to all parties but i suppose people have to find out about it first right yeah look in the early days in the early days we came up with a huge amount of resistance within the real estate industry uh, and, and i guess you know what you said earlier there was a huge perception that we were um we were aiming to 
replace the role of an agent or we were looking at something that was going to reduce their effectiveness in the negotiation. And, you know, that's taken us a long time to really build that credibility within the real estate industry and to, you know, to let people know or to demonstrate that we, we act as a support tool as opposed to a replacement. Um, and, and it's getting easier now. You know, we, we take on agents organically. Now they come to us. Um, but the early days, you know, we'd, we'd sign up a new agent once every two months or once every three months. And we'd be very, very excited about that. But we, we got around that by putting a massive amount of time in, in ensuring those agents had everything they need in order to make the software work well for them. Um, these days, obviously, we're much, much more well-known within the real estate industry. We've won a whole heap of industry awards from realestate.com to the REIV to the REIA to Elite Agent. We're up for an REIQ award in the middle of March this year. Um, so there, there is that recognition now that we are very much there as a support tool as opposed to a replacement. That's awesome. Um, let's dive a bit deeper into the, the platform. So can you tell me some benefits for, let's go, um, we'll go agent, seller, buyer. Let's start with the agent. So what are the benefits um, to the agent? Yeah, look, from, from the agent's point of view, it, it reduces some unnecessary phone calls. Um, you know, it, it reduces that, I guess, that barrier from a buyer, particularly around a multiple offer situation where they, um, they don't believe the agent. You know, you go to a buyer and say, we've got two or three people interested in the property. And the first thing a buyer will generally do is, is you know, call you out on it. I don't, I don't believe you. And even if they don't believe you, they think you're over overestimating or yep. over, um, you know, <laughs> overplaying the fact that there's a lot of interest in the property. So it removes that completely. So it makes that, that's that transactional process just a lot smoother. And you can just get down to the important stuff as far as, you know, making sure they've got access, making sure they understand the terms and the parameters of the sale and they've got the best chance to put their best foot forward. But the biggest biggest advantage for agents is it becomes a very, very powerful listing tool. Um, agents are well known and, you know, very, it, it's very common for an agent to walk into a listing appraiser with a prospective client and spend the next hour talking about themselves. You know, I've won this award. I've, I've, I'm the best agent. We've got the biggest team. We've got the best offers. We can get you the best. Like it's all about them. Uh, whereas our agents are able to walk into an appraisal and say, you know what, um, how about we're able to provide 24 hours, seven day a week access to your buyers. And when they have that desire to purchase your property, we don't care if it's three o'clock in the morning or, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to give them the ability to jump straight in and make that offer. Not only are they going to make that offer, but you're going to see it. You're going to see it straight away and if there are any other buyers, they're going to be notified about that offer and they're going to be able to, you know, we're going to be able to give them a fair and equal opportunity to submit their own offer. It inspires competition and inspires quicker sales and it ensures that you can walk away from the transaction knowing that you've got the best price. And it's just a very different dynamic. You know, the agent is now talking about what value they're bringing to the transaction and how they're you know, how they're going to set this sale up to benefit the owner as opposed to the whole, I'm great, I'm awesome, this is what I've done, this is why you should choose me. And it just flips that dynamic. So from an agent's perspective, without a doubt, the biggest advantage is, um, you know, it, it, becomes a, it becomes a powerful business generation tool. Yep. And I, I think you touched on most of, the, most of it there, but benefits to the seller? 
seller just gets to know what's going on. Yeah, you know, okay. One of the biggest issues that a seller has is not knowing what's happening and lack of communication. Agents are busy. They're dealing with clients left, right and center. They don't always have time to make the phone calls they need to, to keep people up to date. Um, but, uh, you know, in this case, a, a, a seller feels much more intimately involved in their own mm. sale because they're seeing the offers as they come through. They're able to make those decisions. It's, it's just a much more consultive way of selling with the seller. And that's so important as a, as a seller. I mean, of probably most people's biggest asset um, to, to be waiting on a phone call to find out how, how things are going. It would be very, I've never sold a house. I've never owned a um, property, but I, I would imagine that would be very um, stressful. And just to overcome that barrier, that's huge. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's the biggest fear that people have, you know, they, they don't want to be sitting around waiting, you know, they don't want to, um, you know, and an agent might call a seller twice a week, three times a week. Like it does depend on the agent. Some agents won't call their sellers any more than once a week, but that's a long time to be sitting there as someone who has hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line, sometimes millions of dollars and wondering what the hell's going on. Have I got any buyers? Does anyone like my house? Is it going to sell? Am I going to get the price that I want? Um, and it's unrealistic to expect an agent to be on the phone to a seller two or three times a day. You know, that's mm. what a seller would like, but it's unrealistic for that to happen. Um, but, you know, this way we can keep them more, more intimately involved within their own sale. Uh, and, and it just provides that, I, I, I guess, that confidence from their point of view that the minute an offer gets generated they're going to know about it straight away yeah that's fantastic and uh finally the benefits to a buyer uh look buyers hate agents they always have and i think we've all realized that the one thing that we've learned over the time is you know um from a buyer's perspective, they're never, they're never ever going to be 100% happy with any process that you put in place. They won't like an auction. They won't like a tender. They won't like a closed envelope. Um, you know, they're, they're not always hugely wrapped about market buy when they first hear about it because offers are open and you can see what the other offers are. And buyers, by their nature, are always looking for a strategic advantage to give them the best chance to buy a property at the cheapest price possible, which is diametrically opposed to what the agent's designed to do. The agent is there to ensure that that buyer pays as most as they can possibly mm -hmm. pay so that they're getting the best result for their vendor. Um, ultimately, though, when we're talking to buyers, we just simply say to them that it, you know, it promotes a greater level of transparency and credibility. And while we can't say that you're going to get any you know, strategic advantage in the sale, what we can say to you is you are going to get absolutely a fair, open and equal chance to purchase this property. Ultimately, if you don't end up buying it, it's because you have decided not to make any further offers or your terms and conditions aren't suitable to the owner. Um, and I think we're going to be really clear on that. I think too many people when they release tech into the real estate market like to say that it is going to be the be all and the magic bullet for everyone. That's just not the reality of business. Um, you know, this is technology that is designed for agents. Agents are commissioned by their vendors. It is absolutely designed to make sure that the majority of the benefit flows to the agent and the, and the homeowner, which is the nature of our real estate industry. I think there are associated benefits for, for a buyer. I think it gives them the opportunity to act on a sale when they've made that decision. I think it, it, it reduces a lot of that cloak and dagger and I think it reduces a lot of that uncertainty um, around the offer process. But, you know, 
a buyer's doing handstands about the fact that they can, you know, everyone can, or every other registered buyer, I should say, because it's not a public site. They have to be invited to be able to see what's going on. But does every other registered buyer get to see their offer? Are they massively wrapped about that? Probably not, mm. but you just, you can't be everything to everyone. Yep. No, I appreciate that. Um, what would you like to have achieved uh, with market buyer, say by the end of the year? Uh, so we've got a big push into the United States. We're in discussions with a fairly large CRM um, or one of the largest CRMs in the United States. We've spent a fair bit of time over there over the last six months. Uh, we've got an application in for REACH, which is an NAR approved accelerator program, and they represent about 1.3 million in, uh, agents in the States. Um, we've built a lot of really good solid contacts over there over the last six months. So, you know, we are obviously going to continue to maintain and grow our presence in the, in the domestic market. Um, but we've rebuilt our site. So we have a US version of market buy now, which obviously takes into account that they have buyers agents as opposed to our yep. single agent process. So we've yep. really built a uh, you know, a, a, a full suite of, of options depending on which country the, um, the user is located in. And we've had a really lot of, you know, a lot of good feedback. As I said, we've finished two sales in Minnesota. We've just uploaded our first sale in Texas. We've run about 30 test sales with agents from New York to North Carolina and to Los Angeles right through. So we've got a feel of how real estate works in different locations in different states. Um, but we'd like to, by the end of the year, I'd be wrapped if we had a, an emerging presence in the US market because it is the most lucrative and the biggest real estate market on the planet. So to get a foothold in there, we don't expect to be running massive profits out of our US operations, but to have a foothold there over the next 12 months would be our ultimate goal and, and, and that would be awesome for us. Exciting stuff. Um, what do you like to do outside of work? Any, any hobbies? I play football. Um, I'm getting old now. I'm over 40, but I still play in the Vets League. In fact, feeling a bit sore this morning as we're doing, we've just started pre-season. Pre I was out yeah. training, training last night. Good times. Um, <laughs> every, every year it starts, I think this has got to be my last year. I'm getting too old for this stuff. Um, and kids, you know, I've got three teenage kids. My kids are 17, 15 and 13. So I spend a huge amount of time running them to their friends and parties and uh, basketball and art classes and all the other bits and roller skating, all the other bits and pieces they do. Um, but we have a really tight knit family. My wife and my, my three children have been married 20 years this year. Um, and we like to spend a lot of time together. We go to the movies, we just hang out, go out to dinner. My kids love Thai food. So we spend a you know bit of time eating out, but it's just, um, just, you know, either football or just hanging out with the family yeah. is pretty much what I do outside of work. Sounds awesome. Um, couple questions to go. Any resources you would recommend? So our, mostly our listeners are either home stages um, or real estate agents or someone interested in the industry. So you don't have to um, sort of choose books or podcasts or websites related to those people. But um, if you have any, um, that'd be great. You know, I think there's been a real change, particularly around real estate. Obviously, that's what I spend most of my time looking at. You know, real estate has been my life since my early 20s. Um, but real estate is taking a bit of an evolution as far as the agents themselves. You know, they're moving away from that really sharp, crisp, highly professional corporate style image. And we're starting to see an emergence of people real people that are interacting, you know, one of the, um, the agents up your way in, in Brown's Plains, you know, I'm a huge fan of Chris Gilmore. He does a podcast. Um, but you know, he's a very, 
very successful agent through that southeast section of Queensland. Um, but you know, he's he's a great person to listen to. Obviously, I'm heavily involved in a lot of the prop tech space. So Kylie Davis does a um, property technology podcast that that I'm that I that I listen to quite regularly. Um, what was that one? I'm Sorry, always... I'll have to have a listen. What was that so called? So it's Kylie, Kylie Davis. Kylie Davis, uh, cool. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, obviously I see a podcast all the time. I think it's called, um, right. I can't remember. I, I think it's called it the Cop Text Podcast. podcast. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I listen to that quite regularly. Uh, and the other one is Inman, Inman out of the United States. And obviously, you know, we've got a fair degree of interest in the US market. So I, um, I subscribe to their, their notices um, and their, uh, I guess, articles and websites yep. as they come out. But I'm very interested in what's happening in the US market. Perfect. Well, if anyone listening, agent, buyer, seller, um, or anyone else wants to get in touch, what's the best place they can go to to find out more about uh, MarketBuy? So it's just marketbuy.com.au. Um, Easy stuff. Lowercase, easy stuff. There's a contact us page on there. There's some videos and other bits and pieces and links back through to our YouTube page. There's some demos on what the, the software does, um, but we're, we're pretty easy to get in touch with. We we've retained that old agent thing where, you know, we, we don't, we don't make it hard for you to find us. Yep. I appreciate that. Well, Dave, um, thanks so much for coming on the Foxy property chat podcast. No problems at all. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's Foxy Property Chat podcast episode. I really hope you enjoyed this one with Dave Stewart from MarketBuy. I certainly enjoyed our chat. I believe Jake has a big episode planned, um, hopefully for next week, if not the week after. So keep an eye on the podcast feed and the social media and all that sort of stuff. Thanks for listening.